0: Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to the top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together.
1: Hi, what's up, Coach Torrey? It's uh, week 16, a week later. We took a hiatus from last week from scheduling and life gets in the way. And here we are back with another Motivation Monday for our listeners. Got a special guest coming in uh, today to talk about how it went from she was a thrill seeker to now she plays it safe. And I'll get, I'll let her dive into that a little bit more. But man, it's good to be back in. It's been two weeks, uh, really just a week and a half, I guess. But uh, back in the classroom with you, how you been? Yeah, good. Uh, Easter
2: for us, that was spring break. Um, And then just a short week last week, but it's ISASP testing up here. So the Iowa Assessment for Student Progress, it's a terrible acronym, but every student in Iowa has to take these tests. And so we're doing that. We're finishing that actually tomorrow in my school. And then my daughter, uh, who's a fifth grader, she's taking it starting this week. So the dominoes are just kind of falling into effect here for the end of the year. And it's just kind of a—it's going to be a busy month here as we push to Memorial Day. I know you're in full swing with track, like you've got about two or three more weeks and trying to hold on as well.
1: Yeah, track. You know, we had it it was great. Uh, We just finished our junior high season and they did very well. Um, They won their sixth sixth championship since I've been at the school, which is great. Um, And then our high school is going for their fifth in seven years. So, if we got two weeks left, we have prelims this week coming up and their finals, so everybody's kind of finished with district regionals, all that stuff um and then we push the state May sixth and May seventh, so um excited for that, and then it's on to football,
2: yeah, and I think that leads us into our topic for this week, uh week sixteen of motivation Monday, and it was something that you kind of shared with me. But it really comes down to how scared are you? <clears throat>
1: and I, you know we talked about this on the phone um, and how scared are you? And I think that's an open-ended question because it like I asked my wife that and she goes, what am I scared? like am I scared of bugs? Am I scared of this? like there are people are scared of a bunch of things, but I think one thing and this is I think a topic that coaches can relate with and athletes can relate with but I think sometimes we're scared of failure because of the unknown. And when, when we're scared of the unknown, when we're scared of failing, um, it's, a, it's a different feeling for us because you and I are both growth mindset people, right? Fail, failing is growth. Um, as PJ Flex says, you don't use the word failure. That means when you've given up and exhausted all sources uh, to accomplish a task that failing equals growth. So I think a lot of people are scared to fail. What's your thought on that?
2: Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And whenever you're doing something new, I mean, I always think of the video game term noob. You know, like you're a noob in a video game for, I don't even know if kids still use that or not, but <laughs> you know, you, you die right away. Like you get back in the game, you die again. Your, your buddies gang up on you. They think it's funny, but really like you're just trying to build that game experience. You're trying to learn the system learn the gameplay and then go out and execute. And so I'm not sure if people who are growth mindset oriented are afraid of failure or just that we know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the scary part, right? Of doing things new and taking on additional roles or challenges.
1: Yeah. I want to, I want to share a story with you. That happened about five hours ago. Uh, we had a Sunday afternoon practice and we had a guy that he'd been battling some, some issues, had bronchitis and then got the flu and all this stuff. And it was in great shape for us. It was a 400 runner and uh, was doing really good, like chopping down times from like 54 to 53 low to 53, you know, 52 high. And was doing those and he got sick. But then today we wanted to put him in a pressure situation. So we had four guys come and run that all are like 53 to 54 guys. And we wanted to push him and, my assistant and I looked at him and as the race was about to start, we could see him like on the fence, like getting mentally ready for this and preparing his mind. And for us, did we know that he was gonna do what he did and he ran a 52.5 and qualified him for, for being the guy that's gonna run the 400 for us. But for him, he needed to be put in a pressure situation to understand that Hey, I have to go perform here. And so thinking about that, like failing is happening. He's failed all this year. Like times have gone down. He's got sick. He had gotten removed from that race, went to only relays. To now it's a you know, and that's where he's gonna be able to perform for us at a high level on Wednesday and be one of the we get two guys that hopefully qualify, but he'll be one of those two guys that will get a chance to qualify for state. But he is embrace like the failing part of growing and talk to his dad tonight, and just told him, Hey, I'm how, how proud I am of William of going out and understanding that f- how failing through the season equals growing, what's going to happen. He goes, that means more to me than anything. Um, that track is great, but it's going to help him in life. And I think those are instances that happen in coaching that if we can teach these kids that, Hey, failing is going to happen. Um, I mean, the first test I took in college was world history. Uh, I was in a world history class. Dr. Robinson gave me it. And I thought, oh, I was a big history buff. I was like, oh, I don't have to study for this test. And, guy, and he hands me the test back, and he goes, you can go buy a Coke with this. I made a 25. I made a 25. <laughs> I found out real quickly that I need to study and prepare a little bit more. So failing there is like, ooh. And I could have been like, oh, I'm dropping it out. And then I'm not teaching history. I'm not going to go be a government teacher. I'm not going to do- No, that helped me grow and understand that I can't take things for granted. So I think there's a lot of avenues that go into how we fail and then how we learn from it and then makes us a better person.
2: Yeah, I think that's the important part. Like you don't learn from failure. You learn from reflecting on the failure, Mm -hmm. from making the necessary adjustments and continuing to grow. Uh, I'm learning pro quick draw right now, right? Like they're gracious enough to gift me a subscription, gift us a, a subscription and um, it's tough. Like I did my hour tutorial, you know, and the guy's walking me through, and he's like, "Hey, I'll just take over your mouse," and so he does, and it's kind of a weird feeling anyway. When you got two people, uh, from this this guy happened to be from Atlanta, Georgia. He hops on, he takes over my mouse, and he's doing all these things about four clicks, and all of a sudden it looks really good. Like I got an offensive formation, I got a defense. He goes, "Okay, now what do you want to run here? Just power, or you want to?" And, so it's like four clicks and he's got a whole play diagram in about 30 seconds. Well, then he goes, okay, now you got enough. Uh, you, like now, that's your tutorial. You got enough information. Now go be dangerous. We'll follow up here in a couple of weeks. And it's like, okay, so I'm feeling confident. I'm taking notes as he's sitting there taking over my mouse and I'm like, okay, click this, click this, got this, save this, blah, blah, blah.
3: Coaches. Does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, ProQuickDraw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and create it in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it, too, with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started.
2: And then I go the next morning, and I'm like, I carve out two hours. I get up at four, so I got two hours, so I got to get my kids up and get going. I'm like, I should be able to knock out, I don't know, eight or nine plays in that two hours. Uh, I barely got through the first formation, (laughs) like got in. wait, how do I do this? Where's this at? And then you kind of get trapped in the, Oh, I like this shade. I want to shade this guy. Cause he's going this way. And then mm-hmm. all these little add-ons and it's like, thing you know, two hours went by and I didn't even get one diagram drawn. And so I've continued over the course of the last 10 days or so to get up every morning, put in about two hours on pro quick draw. I'm not an expert by any means, but that's just part of the learning process right is that it's going to take more time than you anticipate you're going to fail in ways you didn't anticipate there are lots of times that i've had to like click just x out of my microsoft presentation without saving because i don't even know how to save or it's not letting me do what i want so just give me back to what i had before right and uh, that's all part of the failure process but if we just quit and believe me there was a time about a week ago where i was like you know what? I'm familiar with Google slides. I can do the same thing in Google slides. It doesn't have the bells or whistles that pro quick draw does. It doesn't look nearly as polished, but I'm, I'm good at Google slides. I can knock out eight plays in Google slides. All right. But But if I want to learn and grow and if I'm That's growth true. mindset oriented, then I have to persevere through these little hiccups and these bumps and you have to expect that they're coming.
1: Yeah. So let's get into this. How about and this is what I think, like, the growing pains, I guess we could call that, like, it's the growing pains of, of failing and learning and evolving. But think about how much of the kids that we coach in today's society, so Gen Z, they're microwave society. And if they don't get it right then, they quit. It's done. And I think about that so many times of the hard work that's put in you know, or heart being a hard worker and putting in that time and being diligent, just like you with pro quick draw, I was on the same learning curve, trust me. And I was like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to go do this. I can do this. And, 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 uh, um, we have a pro pro maker or playmaker pro or something like that we had. And I was real good with that. And I was like, I could do this, 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 and then pro quick draw, and PJ Cats, they were like, "Look at this, and do you can do this." And it took some time. And now our product, and you've seen the the two things that I've put out, um, that's all done with PQD. And so the learning curve is there. I just think so many times though that we have to be quick to not quit when things get hard, or if we fail. We just keep trying. Um, This is so corny, but like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. You know, that little engine never went back. I think it stalled out maybe sometimes, but it reached the top. And we have to be diligent with that.
2: Yeah, and I think that it comes down to what's valuable to you, right? Because pro quick draw is an amazing tool. There's a reason 29 NFL teams use it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the most precious thing that I have right now is time. I'm not coaching a spring sport. I've got a couple hours every morning that I could get up and then I could do this kind of stuff. But I mean, that's the balance, right? Is how scary is something and how much are you willing to devote to it? Are you going to go all in? You're going to go 50% in on it. But if that's the part that's unknown. And so then it becomes scary. Like what if I don't get all of this done in the time frame that I need to?
1: Right. Well, and you know, and that's, that's part of the scariness part. So here, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to enter a special guest. My wife, Kristen, is going to come in. And I posed the same question to her, JT, about, you know, what are you scared of? And she said, what do you mean, like bugs and stuff like that? And for her, she was a thrill seeker that I alluded to earlier, to now she plays it safe on things. So I want her, from a mom perspective, a working mom who runs a household, who has a husband that coaches two sports, um, just... What's scary to her and how she balances that? What's up? Do not
0: put me on camera. You're not on camera. I promise. (laughs) I hate this, by the way. This is... is All right.
2: Well, welcome, Kristen. We're excited to have you in the classroom. We finally get to hear what John really thinks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So just real quick, what you shared with me in the laundry room, just what scares you about the unknown or being a hard worker and like failing. That's what we're talking about right now. It's like if you have you ever failed at anything and have you persevered through that failing and it's helped you grow?
0: I'm sure I have failed at a lot of things. Um but that is one reason why I play it safe now because I am scared to fail um mainly because I have kids and you know what what I do affects them and so Yeah, growing up, I was an adrenaline junkie, Uh, skydiving, jumping off bridges, would ride any four-wheeler, anything that went fast, any roller coaster, and yeah, I didn't have a lot of hesitation growing up, but as an adult with a family, I don't know, I just play it safe now. I think about decisions. I a lot less likely to take
2: chances um yeah yeah I was just gonna ask like if you if you're this big thrill seeker right so go back to your 15 16 18 year old version of yourself I don't know and you're jumping off train trestles and you're you're doing all these all these things you're riding these motorcycles or or ATVs or whatever where does the trepidation come from now that we're in our 40s like How did that come about? Like, why do we lose that in us as humans? And it probably only gets worse as we get closer to our 50s and 60s and 80s. So why do you think that happens to us?
0: Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, now I realize how stupid a lot of the things are that I did. Um, And then, you know, I I have children. If something happens to me, I mean, they're affected by that. So when I was growing up, it was, you know, oh, well, it's kind of what I thought. But, um, yeah, I mean...
1: Is there a fear factor maybe evolved into that? Like there's just a fear?
0: Sure. I mean, I I can't say that I would uh, skydive again. Just, you know, there's a fear there that what if? What if that parachute doesn't open? (laughs) (laughs) Then my children don't have a mother. And uh, I'm sure they'd be just fine, but anyway.
2: So do you think the fear comes from... The that there's other people counting on you now that maybe weren't twenty oh, or thirty years ago.
0: A hundred percent, yes, absolutely. I don't feel like I did I mean, back then I did not think that I had anything to lose. I mean, of course I had my life to lose, and my family would have disagreed. But, um but yeah, now I have other people counting on me, and so yeah, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to. You know, if I were to break a leg or. Get injured in some major way I mean that would affect my family so
2: well I think that's a great segue into what we just talked about coach Weaver with how scared are you right because it turns out that at least Kristen is given a great testimony here of the more people that count on you that depend on you then the stakes are higher so then yeah. your price of irresponsibility is greater than if people aren't counting on you so I just think that's a great segue to wrap up that point of how scared are you? And if you're not scared, then you probably don't have enough people who are depending on you.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Um, you yeah, I've heard that before from her, but the first thing that came to my mind was the accountability piece when she said other people are counting on me. So the, the fear that goes into that is I'm, They're depending on me, so I can't let them down. Now, flip that to teams that you coach. Flip that to if you're a head coach, if you're an OC, if you're a DC um, of any kind of sport, right? If you're running any kind of team or in any organization and people are counting on you, you know, that there's a fear there that you will let them down, right? So there's added pressure I think to yourself so are you scared of letting not just yourself down but the others around you um I know as a track coach um, I have five other assistants and I'm scared that I'm gonna let them down by you know not planning properly or doing this right or you know there's so many things there so
2: no, I think that's great. And what a great challenge to our listeners here on week 16. Who counts on you and how scared are you so that you can deliver plus one? So Coach Weaver, that's going to wrap it up for another week here in the culture classroom. But I uh, really appreciate you leading this conversation and sharing your testimony. And I really appreciate our special guest who came in and gave us the true John Weaver. So that's always a treat. And uh, leaders, reach out to us. Find us on Instagram or Twitter and let us know how scared you are and what scary things you're tackling for the people that depend on you.
3: Culture Classroom is sponsored by ProQuickDraw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro
0: Quick Draw.